0: are listening to Julia's Trucking Cafe News Hour. Welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. I'm your host Julia. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're doing great. Now in the news, a concept semi-truck looks more interstellar than Interstate. Last week, Hyundai Motor Company debuted two new concept commercial vehicle products, a hydrogen-powered Class 8 truck and a clean energy refrigerated trailer. On October 28th, South Korean automaker Hyundai made two major concept debuts at the North America Commercial Vehicle Show, or the NACV. The most eye-catching of the two concepts was the HDC6, neptune concept class 8 heavy duty truck hyundai says that the truck designers were inspired by a streamliner railway trains that ran from 1936 to 1959 a prime example of art deco industrial design end quote hyundai says that while their main goal with the creation of the hd6 C6 Neptune was to further fuel cell electric truck technology, they were also concerned maintaining the truck's unique aesthetics. Quote, On HDC6 Neptune, the design team took packaging challenges and found new ways to combine both form and function. Due to increased cooling requirements, the grille of the concept commercial vehicle is applied as the theme across the entire lower portion of the Hyundai HDC6 Neptune. That's a mouthful. This creates a distinctive image while maximizing airflow. The gruel concept also integrates the retractable steps, which are cleverly hidden. The combination of both cab over engine and conventional bonnet truck formats achieves packaging efficiency and improved ergonomics. Hyundai also revealed a concept green refrigerated trailer dubbed the HT Nitro Thermotech. Hyundai promises that the trailer will offer quicker cooling and better temperature control than traditional refrigerated trailers and will provide maximum power, whether the truck is off or idling. Other design enhancements include a sidewall, front wall, and roof that are comprised of one-piece structural foam panel meant to decrease trailer weight while increasing wall strength and thermal efficiency. Quote, today at the show, by showing the HDC6 Neptune, the first hydrogen-only concept for Hyundai Motor Company's commercial vehicles, we will start exploring opportunities in the United States commercial vehicle market, end quote, said Edward Lee, head of Hyundai Commercial Vehicle Business Division. Quote, furthermore, we are willing to work with other partners to ha- pave the way to establish a hydrogen ecosystem for commercial vehicles. End quote. Yeah, y'all got to stop by the show notes and see this concept vehicle. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it looks like it's going to try to talk or something with that grill and r- wraps all the way around the truck. I don't know. It, it almost looks like one of those pocket lighters that you flip open with the rounded design. It's definitely unusual looking. You can definitely uh, see it for miles going down the road. And hundreds of out-of-service conditions discovered during the first of its kind hazmat blitz. This was reported on last week, October 29th. The Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, CVSA, released the results from a week-long inspection effort targeting hazmat haulers they c- that conducted back in August. I'm sorry, my bad. The Transportation of Dangerous Goods, Hazardous Materials Road Blitz took place between August 12th through the 16th of 2019. During the week-long blitz, officers throughout U.S., Canada, and Mexico conducted 9,259 inspections on commercial vehicles transporting hazardous materials or dangerous goods. The CVSA says that inspectors discovered 683 out-of-service hazmat, dangerous goods, conditions during the blitz Hmm, this is the first i've heard about this blitz sorry y'all that i missed this the cvsa detailed the violations discovered during the enforcement effort as inspectors found 66 violations for package integrity leaking and 204 violations for loading and securement All resulting in out-of-service conditions. There were 181 other packaging violations resulting in 50 out-of-service conditions. Of the 432 total placarding violations, 102 were out-of-service conditions. There was 1,156 shipping paper violations. 226 were out-of-service conditions. Out of 171 marking violations, 35 were out-of-service conditions. Holy moly! While Transport Canada and the CVSA's Canadian divisions have held a week-long hazmat inspection blitz in Canada only since 2012, this marks the first year of American and Mexican participation in this effort. Quote, day, hazardous materials are shipped throughout North America." President Sergeant John Samus with the Delaware State Police, quote, Such materials are often necessary for people's way of life. However, these materials can also be dangerous without proper care, rules, and regulations. There is a potential to endanger human life and damage the environment. That is why it is so important that drivers, inspectors, motor carriers, manufacturers, and governments continually work together to ensure the safe transportation of hazardous materials, dangerous goods, and to eliminate any risk of incidents, end quote. To learn more about the CVSA's ha- Hazmat Blitz, you can click on the link here in this article, as always will be in the show notes. And pu- Trucker swung a crowbar at a woman who took a photo of him, being on the phone in new york police charged a truck driver after an alleged violent confrontation with a woman at a rest stop on the new york thruway this began on afternoon of saturday october 26th when a 59 year old truck driver marquis severin s-e-v-e-r-n reportedly claimed close to sideswiping another semi-truck on the new york thruway at the set as the second semi passed Severn's truck, a woman sitting in the passenger seat said that she saw Severin talking on the phone and took a photo with her phone with plans to report Severin. The woman's father was driving the second semi. The woman and her father continued on down the throughway and parked at the Indian Castle rest area near Dan- Danube, 60 miles from where the close call with Severin had occurred. New York State Police described what happened next. Quote, moments later, Severn pulled his tractor trailer in sideways in front of their truck, blocking them in. The woman was outside of her truck and began recording Severn's actions when he used a crowbar to swing at her, causing her to drop her phone and retreat to her truck. End quote. Severin said the crowbar, you, excuse me. Severin used the crowbar to smash the woman's phone, police say. He allegedly retreated back to his truck and continued driving on the thruway after a witness started yelling after the witnessing the conver- confrontation. Can I talk? State police caught up with Severson about 40 miles from the rest area. Severin was arrested and charged with second-degree menacing and fourth-degree criminal mischief. He's due back in court on November 18, 2019. A Kentucky interstate declared an emergency after four semis crashed on on it on the same day. Officials in northern Kentucky have declared a stretch of interstate an emergency after multiple semis crashed on it over the weekend. As of Tuesday, October 29th, officials issued an emergency declaration for I-75 between mile marker 187, Point over six and 187 over seven in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. The emergency was declared following four separate semi-truck crashes on I-75 in Fort Mitchell on October 26th. Officials say that part of the problem is that a lack of pavement friction causes the roadway to become very slick when wet. Major Jude Hemans executive order pointed to, quote, severe damage to the median barrier wall resulting from several commercial vehicle accidents and resulting effort on non-functional street lights on this section of interstate, as well as the overpass, creating an unsafe situation. The traveling public is placed in great risk of serious injury or death, end quote. Quote, over 70 feet of concrete barrier wall was demolished as a result of the four truck crashes on Saturday, say Heeman. Over 500 feet of barrier wall needs to be replaced, and our hope is that by declaring an emergency, the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet Highway Department will accelerate repairs and remedies for the heavily traveled section of I 75. End quote. Hemman, Hem, Heman, H E H, is advising motorists to use caution. Quote, we urge extreme caution when traveling on I-75 near and through Fort Mitchell. Reducing speed and maintaining a lane is the best strategy for motorists, end quote. Did you hear what he said? Reducing speed in wet weather... And maintaining your lane, and they'll be blowing through there because you have to do 100 mile an hour. For now, temporary barriers are in place, but Fort Mitchell authorities hope that their emergency declaration will spur state officials to act to repair the damaged median before any more crashes occur. Additionally, the local news reports that the left lane of southbound I-75 will remain closed until repairs are made, while police will increase patrols to try to reduce speeding in the area. Slow the F down. Now, California Highway Patrol calls out commercial drivers for taking a dump on the freeway. Many truckers pointed out that there are few bathroom options in a certain area of California. The highway patrol recently sent a a call asking commercial drivers to stop using the bathroom on the side of the road. On October 29th, California Highway Patrol Donner Pass Division shared a Facebook post about the alarming amount of human feces they spotted on the side of the freeway. They say it nicely, but I'm going to say it. This shit has to stop. Commercial drivers are continuing to make non-emergency stops on the freeway to relieve themselves. This is biohazard, and it costs taxpayers thousands of dollars to clean it up, and it's absolutely disgusting. Please act like a professional and use a restroom or facilities. The Highway Patrol warned violators that will be cited for failing to use proper restroom facilities will be caught, and besides, it is also Um, another charge of indecent exposure. Several members of the trucking community, um made comments on the post to point out that drivers have little choice about where they go due to the scarcity of restroom facilities. It's called trip planning, Miss Paula, Mr. John. Others pointed out that it isn't just truck drivers relieving themselves on the roadway. Um, they said they also caught a, they also seen a lot of cars doing it as well. And he said he, he even seen law enforcement relieving themselves on the side of the road. I don't know about all that, but, you know, it's still you know peeing or taking a dump is you know human excrement it is a biohazard okay you can't just like the old days wet a tire piss all over the side of the road it's disgusting you know so you have to trip plan and drink a little less coffee in other news a tractor-trailer tossed like a toy by high wind in a dashcam clip, and this is again about uh, I-40 in Tennessee. That um, how a truck gets blown over, and it's right across Nick Jack Lake. It looks like or Tennessee River Bridge. Um, the Tennessee DOT shared dashcam video from one of the seven trucks blown over during the storm uh, last week Saturday. Actually, it was, excuse me, it was almost two weeks ago Saturday. On October 26th, straight line winds, tops uh, seven semi-trucks on I-40. Benton, Decatur, Henderson counties, no serious injuries were reported. And um, you can see the clip below. Yeah, in my area, because I live in North Mississippi, just south of where that happened, I, there was a lot of trees. We were what 7,500 people in my county alone were without power for over a week. Um, I, my little office building was without power all weekend. And as of two weeks ago, Monday, there were still 2,500 people without power. I was by uh, my office building. Last weekend, and the, my power was on, luckily, because I got freezers full of food. But anyway, so there was still a bunch of people without power. And in sad news, an illness forced a driver to hang up his keys. And then, dozens of truckers stepped up to help. When a major illness ended a Kentucky man's trucking career, a whole community of his fellow drivers showed up to support and help him financially. Veteran truck driver Tony Corns and his family were devastated when he was recently diagnosed with Berger's disease, a kidney disorder that requires him to undergo dialysis treatment three times a week. Because of the illness, Corns is no longer able to drive. After learning the tough diagnosis, members of the trucking community in Tollesboro, Kentucky, organized an October 26 poker run with benefits going to financially support Corns and his family. The poker run was followed by a dinner and benefit auction. As a part of the benefit, more than 60 semi trucks convoyed past Corns' home, honking and waving to show their support. This always gets me choked up when I hear stuff like this. Sorry. Over 60 different kind of trucks showed up and rolled on past. You can watch the video of them rolling past Corns's house in, a, in the article that will be in the show notes. And a truck driver is found dead in a burning semi in a grocery store lot. In South Dakota authorities have released few details about the death of a truck driver who was found in the cab of his burning truck on Wednesday morning, October 30th. According to a news release by Perkins County Sheriff's Office, when crews came to the IGA store, they found a semi-tractor fully engulfed in flames with heavy smoke and major damage to the cab of the truck. Firefighter, firefighters extinguished the truck fire. During recovery S efforts... Responders found the body of a male inside the cab of the truck. Police say that the man's identity has not yet been confirmed and will not be released until family members have been notified. Multiple agencies are investigating the fire, including the Perkins County Sheriff's Office. Um, uh, No more additional information has been currently available. And a paint company also happens to be one of the largest trucking companies in the U.S., And it would be drum roll. That was a piss poor drum roll. But anyway, Sherwin-Williams is synonymous with paint. But did you know that they're also one of the largest trucking companies in the U.S.? Us truckers did. Sherwin-Williams is best known as an industry leader and innovator in coatings such as paint, stains, and automotive finishes. So it was a surprise to learn that Sherwin-Williams' private fleet is also recognized as one of the largest trucking companies operating in the U.S. today. I ain't surprised. Established in 1982, the Sherwin-Williams award-winning private trucking fleet includes approximately 700 drivers operating nearly 800 power units and nearly 1,900 trailers. And the operation is rapidly growing. They've climbed from the 64th largest private fleet in the U.S. in 2018 to the 50th in 2019 with annual sales of $17.5 billion. And they just don't deliver to more than... 3,500 Sherwin-Williams stores. Their drivers have also recently started making product deliveries to Lowe's. Sherwin-Williams offers a variety of different driving opportunities including company driver jobs, owner-operator positions, and store delivery driver jobs. Company driver benefits include a competitive starting salary, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a company-paid pension, and 401k with company matching. Owner-operator benefits include year-round work, sign-on bonus, no-force dispatch, fuel discount program, 4% or less empty miles, and Sherwin-Williams company trailer. Regional drivers are home every weekend and local drivers are home every day. If you're ready to let your true color show and join the Sherwin-Williams team, then click on the link to get started. They were founded in Cleveland, Ohio by Henry Sherwin sherwin and edward williams in 1866 and have grown to become the largest coatings manufacturer in the u.s with annual sales of 9.5 billion dollars so kudos to sherwin williams for being a safe fleet. This episode of Julia's Truck and Cafe is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. As truck drivers, we all know what it's like to be at a shippers or receivers and have to wait to be loaded for hours on end. Am I right? Especially produce coolers, grocery warehouses, or paper mills. That's why you need to be prepared with extra food in your truck. My Patriot Supply helps you stay prepared. Now, it's not what you may be thinking. My Patriot Supply is delicious emergency food. They have food kits that are good up to 25 years. They come in a slimline tote that you can easily store in your pantry or under your bunk in your truck. I'm speaking from experience. After living through Hurricane Katrina and for those people now dealing with the ravages of Hurricane Dorian, we were without power for 10 days me my mother and my son if it weren't for the MREs that were flown into us we wouldn't have had any food 60 foot Pine trees broke in half during that storm and landed across my driveway, landlocking me in. Now, for limited time, you could get a one-week supply of food in a handy and neat-looking ammo can. Try it out. It's just $39. I know I spend more than $39 if I sit down and eat twice at a truck stop. It's 20 bucks a pop anymore. And they even offer gluten-free food for under a $100. All you have to do is go to visit my website at juliastruckingcafe.com. That's TruckingCafe.com. Go to the toolbar up toward the top. Click on the Emergency Food Supply tab. And you could scroll down and see what there is to offer. Click on any of the pictures. It'll take you to the website for more information and be able to put in your order. You insure your car. You buy health insurance. Vision and dental insurance, and even life insurance. Why not buy food insurance? What are you waiting for? You need to stay prepared. Winter's get uh, winter's coming. Weather's getting colder. I'm in Pennsylvania right now, and the weather's like crap. Sure would be great to you know warm something up in the truck, so I don't have to worry about going inside and looking for something to eat. So stay prepared with my Patriot Supply. This episode of Julia's Truck and Cafe is brought to you by. My Patriot Supply. As truck drivers, we all know what it's like to be at a shippers or receivers and have to wait to be loaded for hours on end. Am I right? Especially produce coolers, paper mills, and grocery warehouses. That's why you need to be prepared with extra food in your truck. Now the winter's weather's turning nasty. I'm in Pennsylvania uh, recording this show, and it's nasty outside good weather to have food in my truck so I don't have to go outside in the pouring down rain to look for something to eat my patriot supply helps you stay prepared now it's not what you're thinking my patriot supply is delicious emergency food I have some in underneath my bunk they have food kits that are good up to 25 years come in a slim line tote and they easily store in your pantry at home or under your bunk I'm speaking from experience after living through Hurricane Katrina. If it weren't for the MREs that were flown into us, we wouldn't have had any food. 60-foot pine trees were broken in half during the storm and landed across my driveway and landlocked us in. I couldn't get out and get any food. Now, for limited time, you could get a one-week, Food supply in a handy and neat-looking ammo can for just thirty-nine dollars, and they even offer gluten-free food for under a hundred dollars. All you have to do is visit my website at juliastruckacafe.com, click on the emergency food supply tab, scroll down, click on any of the images—just a couple of clicks—to find out more information. You insure your car, you buy health insurance, vision and dental, life insurance. Why not buy food insurance? Stay prepared for anything that happens. Click on our website at com. Click on the My Patriot Supply tab and order yours today. You'll be glad on these cold winter days. You'll be glad you did. A black bulldog supposedly is the best part of the limited edition Mac Anthem. Mac Trucks debuted a new all-black Mac Anthem at the tr- October 31st at a truck show in Atlanta georgia this happened october 28th it was reported on the 31st mac gave truck drivers a first look at their blacked out mac anthem at the north american commercial vehicle show in atlanta the limited edition run of the black anthem that was introduced at nacv will include just 500 trucks One of the most eye-catching features of the Black Anthem is an all-black version of the signature Bulldog hood ornament that usually appears in gold or chrome. Mack says they were inspired to create the Mack Black Anthem by driver feedback. Quote, we we showed a blacked-out concept at the launch of the Anthem in 2017 and received incredible feedback from drivers, end quote, said Roy Horton, Mack Trucks Director of Product Strategy. Quote, we took their feedback, combined the Unitex exterior treatments with special interior features, and created the Mac Black Anthem you see today, end quote. The company says that the Mac Black Anthem features include. Quote a blacked-out version of Max Ultra Interior trim level and add special black wood accents to the dash and door panels, along with black painted gauge bezels in the instrument cluster. The industry first flat bottom black leather wrap steering wheel receives black spokes and gray stitching. The Sears seating developed seats are covered in black ultra leather in a unique diamond stitch pattern and also include an embroidered black Mac Bulldog logo on the headrest. The same diamond stitched ultra leather is also found on each door panel as well as the sleeper's cab side and rear wall trims. A limited edition Anthem dash plate is included as well, end quote. Mac Black Anthem buyers also receive a Yeti cooler pack with commemorative memorabilia including a custom Mac watch, a die cast Black Anthem Diecast black uh, anthem and a black Mac bull, uh, Bulldog keychain with their truck purchase, and you could see the video that will be at the bottom of this article that'll be in the show notes. Speed limits are going up on the Oklahoma Turnpike. Maybe a new law allowing the increase of speed limit on portions of the Oklahoma Turnpike will go into effect on Friday, last week Friday, but it could be months before higher speed limits are actually implemented. Starting November 1st, a law will go into effect to allow speed limits on the Oklahoma turnpike outside of city limits to increase from 75 miles an hour to 80 miles an hour. That's just brilliant. Let's go a little bit faster. Why stop at 80? Let's put it up to 95. People don't really adhere to the 75 mile an hour speed limit anyhow. They have to do 90 to 100. 100. The law also increases the speed limit from 70 miles an hour to 75 on some highways. However, the Oklahoma Turnpike Commission says that they have no plan to raise the speed limit on Friday. Instead, Turnpike authorities say that they'll work with the Oklahoma DOT to conduct a speed study to determine whether it is possible to safely increase the speed limit. The speed study is expected to conclude in early 2020. Actual increases to the Oklahoma turnpike speed limit could come after the study. Quote, while we wanted to increase the speed limit on our turnpikes and state highways, we also work to ensure the safety of Oklahoma drivers, end quote. Bill author Rep. Daniel Pay said... Quote, we will use traffic and engineering studies that take into consideration things such as traffic density and infrastructure quality to determine where we could safely increase these speed limits, end quote. Now, a trucker was stuck on a snowy road for three days before calling Wyoming police. Wyoming police say that a truck driver was stuck on an impassable road for days before he called for help. Local news outlet, Oil City News, reports that the truck driver called the Netrona County Sheriff's Office on October 29th to tell police that he was struck, I guess stuck. Um, when police found the stuck truck about eight miles southwest of Black Mountain, Wyoming, the driver said that he was following his GPS on the way to Salt Lake City when he became stuck on a two-way track of the roadway. Driver also told police that he had waited three days to call for help, though it isn't clear why he waited so long. A Natrona County Sheriff's Office deputy gave the driver food and water as well as a ride into Casper. A tow company was scheduled to retrieve the stuck truck On Wednesday, and Ohio driver ordered off the road after a double fatal crashed drug test failures. The FMCSA has issued an out-of-service order to a truck driver as a result of a string of multiple crashes coupled with multiple drug violations. You think the FMCSA says the Ohio truck driver Gregory Allen Barnhart 33 was served the federal out of service order on October 28th. From the FMCSA news release as follows. On September 28th, Barnhart, a CDL holder, was operating a commercial truck on State Route 534 in Milton Township, Ohio, when his vehicle crossed the center line into oncoming traffic, resulting in a collision with a cargo van, killing its driver and a passenger. Following the crash, Barnhart was cited for driving while under the influence of a scheduled one drug. Barnhart also tested positive for more one or more Schedule II controlled sub- substances for which he did not possess a valid prescription for. In other words, he's buying them under the table. On September 29, 2019, Barnhart's employer directed him to submit to a post-accident controlled substance testing, which is mandated by federal regs and required to occur within 32 hours of a fatal crash. Barnhart failed to meet this requirement. He subsequently terminated, was terminated by his employer, who deemed his failure as a refusal to submit to a controlled substance test. On October 11th, Barnhart was driving a non-CMV along Interstate 76 in Milton Township when the vehicle left the roadway, traveled into the ditch, overturned, and hit a tree. A passenger was transported to the hospital. In the aftermath of that October crash, Barnhart was arrested and charged by the Ohio State Patrol for operating a vehicle under the influence of alcohol or drugs. According to the local news, Barnhart has been booked into jail at least 15 times since 2014 on charges ranging from DUI, burglary, drug charges, and weapons charges. In addition to the out-of-service order, the FMCSA says that Barnhart could also face a civil penalty enforcement proceeding for violating safety regulations when are the i thought this employers do background checks all of these 15 have been booked into jail arrested 15 times and you're still gonna hire them and give them a cdl whatever happened to the background checks i'm like really i'm but i am glad that you know this menace is off our highways a truck now in other news a truck driver makes his own runaway ramp i'll talk one day sorry Facing brake failure and with no runaway truck ramp in sight. A truck driver is forced to improvise. And that's all it says. They want you to watch the video at the same time. They don't say a whole lot of anything else. Sometimes, you know, where I get my news from really gets me fit to be tied. He Apparently, he takes it down the shoulder of the road to make his own runaway ramp. That's about a 45 second video um that's in this article that will be in the show notes if you sign up to my email list i will send these articles to right to your inbox now court is saying a trucker company is to blame for a bridge collapse even though they had a permit. This week, the Washington Supreme Court ruled in favor of state transportation officials and against two trucking companies in the case of a 2013 bridge collapse involving an oversized load. On Thursday, October 31st, Washington Supreme Court ruled against Canadian trucking company Mulin Trucking, 2005 Limited, and Motorways Trucking in a 5-4 decision arguing that the Washington State DOT should not be held liable for a major bridge collapse. The ruling comes after years of litigation in the wake of the collapse of the I-5 bridge over Skagit River that occurred on May 23rd, 2013. According to court documents, Mulan truck driver William Scott was transporting a 15 foot, 11 inch oversized load from Canada to a location in Vancouver. Washington when the bridge collapsed. Scott was reportedly boxed into the right lane by motorways trucking semi at the time of the bridge strike when only the left lane had enough clearance for the height of his load. From the court documents, quote, As Scott neared the bridge, he noticed a truck behind him quickly approaching. About a half a mile before they entered the bridge, the approaching truck, which was owned by co-defendant Motorways Transport Limited, driven by Amandep, Sid Who was virtually beside Scott on his left as they entered the bridge. Sid Who's truck was halfway beside Scott's truck, confining Scott to the right side of the bridge. Scott's overside load struck the lower right curvature portion of 11 sway braces. Next, there was a giant bang and everything got violent. Two other vehicles carrying three people also fell into the river. No one was seriously injured. Following the bridge collapse, state officials sued Mullen Trucking and Motorways Trucking for $17 million to help pay for bridge repairs. In the lawsuit, state officials also accused a pilot car driver of distracted driving as she was allegedly talking to her husband on a hands-free device just before the bridge strike. The trucking company's countersuit says that the state had issued the permit to haul the oversized load on the route. The countersuit also argued that the bridge was poorly maintained by the state and that this contributed to the bridge collapse. In the end, the court ruled that the truck operators were responsible for making sure that they were clear to pass under a structure that the state could not be held liable for damages caused by an oversized truck and load. Now, police are upset over a speed trap feature on Google Maps. Listen close. A new update to Google Maps will allow more users to warn other drivers about speed traps, and police officers across the country aren't happy about it, you think? On October 17th, Google announced via a blog post that they are expanding a popular feature already available on Android phones to iPhones. The feature allows Google Maps users to report several different types of roadway events like crashes, traffic delays, disabled vehicles, and debris in the road. The feature allows a user who spots a speed trap to simply tap on the plus sign and then on Quote, add a report end quote, possibly warning numerous other drivers about the police presence Waze which is owned by Google offers a similar feature law enforcement across the US have called Google to put a stop to the new features the National Sheriff's Association says that the technology threatens officer community safety by alerting users to the location of police we, that's what the, we used to use a CB for for Pete's sake the New York Police Department has also sent a cease and desist letter to Google over the speed trap feature, claiming that it promotes criminal activity. Yeah, all right, de Blasio. Google Maps Project Manager Sandra saying writes, Google Maps has always helped people get from point A to point B in the easiest way possible. Today, we're adding more tools that reflect real-time contributions from the community, so you can stay even more informed when you're behind the wheel, end quote. And a bobtail truck loses control and bangs into a dash cammer. A truck driver tries to avoid slow traffic in the right lane but winds up losing control and crashing into a car in the left lane in this dash clam clip. The video was shared by YouTuber mamoon for life on October 22nd. Um, take a look at the clip below that again will be in the show notes apparently they don't have enough news to cover so they're gonna go ahead and just throw you a lot of video clips in the news lately a dangerous honda driver gets instant justice after cutting off a semi to break check a hummer in a trucker's dash cam was rolling as a road rage battle played out on the roadway in front of him This dash camera shared by YouTuber M-K-I-O-B on October 29th. They described the incident as uh, I-84 East in Connecticut. Honda brake checks a Humber. Hummer gets a little revenge by hitting the Honda a few extra times. There was no safe place to pull a 70 foot semi over. There was a lot of traffic behind me to those concerned. Anyway, yes, the state police were called and the video was turned over to them. And I have no idea what led up to the accident. Yeah, somebody was pissed off. You know, that's about that's about power for the course. Drivers back on paper logs after a major ELD mishap. One of the nation's largest electronic logging device providers, Omnitrax, has confirmed that a software malfunction forced a large number of truck drivers to abandon their devices and resort to paper logs. OmniTracs confirmed in a blog post on the company website that November 2nd, quote, GPS rollover event left MCP telematics units affected. The company has advised drivers to use paper logs until the mal- uf- malfunction is corrected. It is clear at this time when a solution will be available or how many drivers are affected by the ELD outage. Current ELD regulations allow drivers to use paper logs for up to eight days if their ELD ELD devices malfunction. Omnitruck CEO Ray Greer writes, quote, while our backend systems remain fully functional and have bi-directional communications with the devices, we are aware that on some devices, our customers are unable to access both accurate time and location data. Resolving this issue is our highest priority, and our team is working round the clock until all units are again fully operational. "End quote." Several drivers took to Facebook to report OmniTrack's problem. Driver uh, Deanna wrote in a Facebook post, "Quote: We had a, a cup, a complete." Qualcomm Omnitrack's failure. It is nationwide. It is a Y2K GPS bug, believe it or not. Our logs do not show any driving history, and the computer is reverted back to the date of 318 2000. Omnitrack says that the company's IVG, Android XRS, and RoadNet devices are not affected and continue to operate normally. Grill says, quote, As someone who has spent 30 years in the operational side of the transportation industry, I fully understand the impact this has on operations and the frustration this creates for drivers and their companies. End quote. <laughs> and don't give me no frustration. I'll gladly go back to paper. Yeah, buddy. A California Highway Patrol searching for a big rig driver after a woman's leg is impaled. The California Highway Patrol says they're looking for a big rig driver after a car passenger's leg was impaled during an unusual incident, quote unquote, on a South Sacramento roadway. The incident occurred on Saturday morning northbound State Route 99 south of Fruit Ridge Road in Sacramento. Police say that a Chevy Impala was traveling behind a big rig when a large metal bar fell off of the big rig and landed on the roadway in front of the Chevy. The metal bar then bounced up and entered the right front of the Chevy, traveling through the engine compartment and entered the passenger compartment of the Chevy and impaled the right leg of the right front passenger. The Impala driver pulled off the road and called 911. The woman was taken to the hospital and is in stable condition. CHP says a big rig failed to stop and continued to travel on northbound State Route 99. They ask anyone with information to contact Officer Jim Young at 916-681-2300 or by email. Uh, Facebook got... Post got stirred up, controversy among many users. Several Facebook users responded to the post by suggesting that the large metal bar is a landscaping tool and may not have actually come off of a semi truck. Others say that the freak accident is a good reason not to tailgate trucks. Though it is looking like a bar with a flat end, kind of like a pry bar almost, but it's it has a uh, flat like a top hat on one end and then tapered to a point on the opposite end the fire department emt person is um holding it in the in the photo um it does look like a landscaping tool to me and also the driver may not have known it even fell off of his rig i mean if it's a flatbed or a truck or something like that if he forgot to put it away and secure it how is he even supposed to know that it fell off the back of his truck you know you know how you guys don't all you know a lot of us look straight ahead i can't say guys men and women look straight ahead instead of rotating their head back and forth in the mirrors like i always tell you to do so you know so and our last story is a car driver pays the price for ignoring oncoming semi a motorist somehow does it see an oncoming semi-truck and becomes involved in a serious collision caught on police dash cam. The incident was caught on camera by a police officer in Baymanette, Alabama. In the video, a Toyota Corolla waiting at a stop sign for some reason fails to see a big rig passing through the intersection and pulls out directly in the path of the truck. Police say that no one was seriously hurt. Thank goodness. But that Toyota Corolla is toast. Trust me, there again you can see pictures in the video in the show notes. Greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who tune in each week to listen to me here on the cafe. As you notice, I've tweaked it a little bit and hopefully you like My changes and my tweaks trying to make it sound more professional. If you are new to the cafe and you would like to check us out at the bottom of every podcast episode on the website at news Check us out. I have links that I listed where else you could find me. Take care like iHeartRadio YouTube, iTunes, and don't forget to check me out at Pandora app. Please like us on Facebook and join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars. I would please, please, please humbly ask you to to subscribe to our email list and I will send you the show notes. All of the articles that I reference in each episode right to your inbox. This way you don't have to come to the website and try to figure out, okay, you know, where did she say they were at? But I'm glad that you do come and visit the, uh, the website. And in the future, I'm going to have new things coming out. I'm working on the YouTube end of it. If you're on the mailing list, you'll have priority in getting those new things that are in the works. Before I forget, please feel free to leave a comment on the bottom of any episode that you listen to. I read each and every one. If you have an idea for an upcoming show, please feel free to email me. My email is info, I-N-F-O, at juliestruckincafe.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. I hope each of you have a great week. Keep the shiny side up, and until next time.